Hey everybody, it's Griff here again with episode 100, part two. I gave my long sappy intro last time, so I really just want to get right into the episode, but I do have one housekeeping item. If you're listening to this episode when it airs, please join us on Friday, July 10th at 7 p.m. on our Twitch, that's twitch.tv slash Hideous Laughter Pod, because we're going to be doing a Q&A live, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's really just going to be kind of a party to celebrate being done with 100. So if you're listening, the day comes out, please come hang. That's all I've got at the top here, though. It's episode 100, part two, The Tiger and the Wolf. and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 100, part two. Woo! Woo! Part two. All right, guys. We pop some champagne for this one. Griffin, what are we drinking? Three, two, one, champagne! I hate that more than anything. It's so bad. <laughs> it's my least favorite thing that's happened on this I th- podcast. I think it's the inflection great of bit. it that is the worst. Killer bit. Worst bit. So, episode 100, part two. Mm, the finest of champagne. <laughs> oh yeah, how is it? Everybody enjoy yourself? Nope. No? Okay. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it's fine. It's just fine, though. <laughs> That's accurate. All right. Let's get into it. Everybody rested for the evening. And now it's morning and the four of you and the wolves of the Shutterwood... <laughs> That was so unnecessary. (laughs) It's morning. The four of you and the wolves of the Shutterwood march to Felgrau. And you crest over the top of a hill and down below you, you see a town destroyed by warfare. Buildings crumbled and you see fighting already happening between wolves and undead and the undead army is huge. You see necromancers blasting spells and hordes of zombies and ghouls and these creatures that look like they might've once been ogres or giant, some kind of giant. You're not sure ghosts swirl through the air and at The opposite side of this town, you see a crumbling tower reminiscent of the one from your vision. The wolves stand behind Ikmer, awaiting his command. Great opportunity. 
is what we have before us. That is what we have. That is what we've earned. One chance. Any other time, they might beat us. Nine out of ten. Not today. Today, we stand against them. We fight. We fight with them. Because we can. Because we should. We shut them down. We were born to fight them. We were born to be here. This is your time. I won't hear a single word about how hard this may look. Their time is over. It is our time. Go out there and show them who we are and we will bring them down. And as Ikmer says this, he pulls his new sword from its scabbard and it shines in the morning sun illuminating the sky as the wolves howl behind him every single wolf in this group in unison descends down the hill in a charge and the four of you are with them they crash into the city like a wave hitting the undead and hitting the other wolves, erupting in combat left and right. And you can see that an opening in this army of the dead has formed. Your wolves have breached the first layer and you make it into the city, into the streets and among the crumbling buildings. There is fighting here still. But the largest part of this army is behind you, but also around you. You're in the eye of the storm. You hear a song over the howls, and it's Rickmet, and his bardic performance inspires you and you you make it to the first building in Feldgrau what are you doing based on what we're seeing there's a couple of buildings to our left and right and then there's one kind of right down the middle towards the center of the city yep I, I would say we just towards the middle of the city yeah so I think that um, 
going towards the middle of the city is a good call, but can we do that perception check to kind of see if there is a building that looks like it was is maybe uh, more protected or something like that, right? We're like looking for the other leader. I would presume that they would make sure that that area is more protected. Sure. I also think if we're going through the city, it makes good battle sense to not like charge all the way through to the tower. Uh, we got a whole punch through uh, through the undead lines for us. Uh, what's going to happen if we go too far is that hole's going to close up and we're going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think we should go too far out of our way, but we need to make sure what's in front of our way is cleared out. So, yep, give me those perceptions. Seventeen. Twenty-nine. Twenty-three. I rolled a natural one. So twelve. Yeah, Matumbe and Eclipse see groups, almost troops of undead are patrolling even within the city. So while the largest group of them has been busted through, they're still all around you think it might be in your best interest to almost building hop between the patrols. Uh, if you were to go straight through, you think you'd catch the attention of one, which might catch the attention of more. In terms of devil wolves, those checks don't show you anything where you are in town. So you, 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 do, you could see from atop the hill that there was fighting already happening, but you don't see any devil wolves in your immediate vicinity. Okay, so um, group the there's basically from where we're coming in at there is um, like three buildings on the map here and then there's one kind of by itself that's bigger. Which one would we want to go to? Does one of them have higher ground? It doesn't appear that any have higher ground but the building that is directly in front of you does appear to be in better condition than some of the others. It, it looks less crumbled. It looks like the doors are barred. So uh, can we try to go there? Sure. This is the territory of the dead. We must push forward straight away, straight ahead. Okay, the door is barred, so you'll need to attempt to bust it. Ooh, um, I have a perfect tool for that. Yeah? Yeah, as in an, any tool. Okay. Or an adamantine tanker. Yeah. Hey. All right. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> of course. It's Episode right. hundred. Use the tanker. Yeah. Freya okay. helps you out by giving you a touch of good, uh, so you get a plus four. Plus four. Uh, yeah, it went up uh, with the level up. Damn. Uh, and then this would be a twenty-three. All right. Um, with a couple of tries, you bust the door open. Inside, you see large soot black and copper vats lining the back wall of this broad open room. A cage-like wooden rack built into the adjacent wall holds numerous bolts of cloth, their colors now faded and spotted with mold. A wide open-faced hearth takes up most of the opposite side of the room. Next to it is a long bench covered with hardened cakes of various colored dyes, powders, and salts. You don't see 
anyone in this building. It appears that this building might have been untouched by both the dead and the demon wolves that you that you know are in town. Um, could be a defensible position. Good to know. Um, it, in my mind, this is like some very Stalingrad shit. Like, clear it building to building. Um, I don't know why there's nothing here. Um, can we do a quick perception to see what's going on here? Yeah. Eleven. Twenty-one. Thirty-five. Thirteen. Yeah. Like I said, you don't you don't see any footprints. It is dusty in here. It doesn't look like anybody's been in here. You imagine. Uh, because the door was barred from the inside, something would have had to break the bar to get in in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so if the door was barred and nothing was inside, something something either must still be in here somewhere or it doesn't make qu- quite sense to you. And so you're looking around and you actually do see a skeleton in the back of the room. Mm like to detect evil on that thing. You don't detect anything. It looks like a dead person. Very dead skeleton. Anyway. Well, there are undead around. I'm yes, being no, careful. I totally get you. Um, and, and Griff, did I miss did I miss it in the like splash text for this? I know there's like some alchemical stuff here. What what type of building is this? Like what is what was uh, it, its purpose beforehand? This, it it looks, sounds like it's a uh, like fabric manufacturing. Yeah, it looks okay. like it's a dyer shop. Gotcha. Uh, you actually do find. Some gold, if you're interested. Sure, uh, yeah. Only about 200 gold, but it, it is there. Uh, All right. With that 35, you definitely find, like, where the... Um, the cash register? Where the loose floorboard is with the... Oh. With the cash. Just immediately start robbing this place. Yeah, just start robbing. In the middle of a battle. <laughs> this seems like a good opportunity for this. <laughs> okay. But that's what you know about this building. What are you doing now? Um, are there windows or an upper floor uh, that we could go to to observe the city um, so that we're not just running back out uh, in front of possibly a troop of undead? There are windows. It doesn't look like there's a set of stairs. So you could probably see to the streets immediately to either side of the building to make sure that you're clear or to watch and wait for a patrol to pass by so that maybe, like, you know, the next time it sweeps, they maybe sweep in intervals. Ikmer uh, finds a crack in the, the windows to peek through and because everything else is so moldy and... Uh, probably quite dusty he'll uh, create a small space to uh, clear a window if it's not already broken, sure I guess, he, or bo- he, or he removes the removes the smudge yes, yes from yes. the glass looks through kind of being careful not to get noticed and uh, yeah I think you look through the window for about two minutes and you see a patrol of 12 skeletons and two robe-clad figures 
pass. Uh, Matumbe, quick. Uh, what, what can you tell about these figures here? I have taken a solemn oath to extinguishing the undead. Prepare for battle. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just fucking around. Um, knowledge religion, I'm assuming? Yeah. Oh, damn. Not great. Uh, 25. Yeah, they look like... Oh, jeez. They look like pretty regular skeletons to you. Um, what are those robe boys? They're not a knowledge religion check. Oh, local? Yeah, I mean, they, they don't look like the dead. You imagine they're Whispering Way members. There we go. 35. Yeah, they for sure look like they're controlling the skeletons, so you think they're probably necromancers. It would appear that Orin Vrood's disciples lead the horde of the dead. I assume he is still holed up in the tower. However, he maintains control of the city. It could be that we are fighting many more of his acolytes before we get to him. This is not going to be as easy or as simple as we might have thought a day or two ago. But take down the skeleton, the leaders of the skeletons, and that would take down the, uh, well, troop that, that we see here. Does it work like that, Matumbe? A very foolish thing to say. <laughs> um, no, I was, was going to say yes, but Griff shook his head. So. <laughs> That's not how they work. That's not how that they, works, it, it would just be like they're they're now just, just commanding them. skeletons. Yeah. I don't think this is a situation where cutting the head off the beast will kill the body, Ikma. If we fight a patrol, we are fighting the entire patrol. Make no mistake. That's good to know, though. So, so maybe Griff, if we wait a little bit longer, we can see when the next patrol comes. So there, so uh, time the interval. Yeah, you see that the interval is roughly ten minutes, but you're not really sure the route. Okay. So you see they pass by this one side in ten minute intervals, but you know they might be coming from an area of town that is within sight of this building the entire time. You're not sure. You can only see what's through the window. How far away is the next uh, building? Uh, 120 feet. That's the closest next building? Yeah, each of these squares is 40 feet. So... Got about 10 minutes to make it to the next building. 120 feet. We're gonna be cutting it close. <laughs> well, it, it kind of looks like there is a almost fenced-in area beside the the building that we are fenced-in areas are destroyed buildings. It's destroyed foundations. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah, so I believe that we should just run to the next building. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I think the strategy right now, and anybody at the table can correct me if I'm wrong, is we, like, leapfrog our way. That's probably not the right word, but I think you guys understand what I'm saying, to the tower, like, building to building to building, and Mm -hmm. whatever building's next is the building we're going to go to. Sure. So just off the town square, uh, the ne- this next building that you're heading to uh, consists of a large open storage area separated from a smaller uh, storefront by a long wooden sales counter. So the, the door is open here as you walk in. Same deal perception, right? 
not playing yeah. around here. Yeah. You're on your guard. Uh, the door was already open. 20. 20? Mm-hmm. 35. 27. Six. Okay. Everybody but Ikmar, for some reason. Um, <laughs> I guess for some he's, reason. He's, he's looking at his new shiny uh, boots. Yes, uh, it reflected off of a window, uh, and he is... Temporarily uh, blinding him. Yeah. <laughs> the prince of the wolves, everybody. <laughs> um, you see behind the counter the wavering ghostly form of a sad, balding old man with stringy hair and bags under his eyes. And I'm gonna... Is it a ghost? From what you can see, it looks like a ghost. You can see through it. This creature is... He's grabbing a ghostly noose. And you see him throw it up over the rafters. And he's like miming something out. What do you do? Roll a knowledge religion. Okay, go ahead. Because we've seen enough ghosts and haunts to know what the deal with those are. Yeah, I ought to wait too. Cool. Uh, with the aid, that's going to be a 43. Okay, this appears to be a ghost, not a haunt. Damn it. Okay. God damn it, Griffin. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, we all just entered the building, saw this ghost throw up the throw up the rope here. Um, uh, is, is sensing if he's hostile a sense motive? You could sense motive. Okay, I also get free inspiration on that now with expanded inspiration. I can do that too. No big deal. Uh, twenty three. 28. Hey, there you go. Wow, nice. Uh, I have 24 or 28 if it's under enchantment. So Freya, you actually recognize after Matumbe kind of like puts his arm out and is like, wait, this is a ghost. Uh, You recognize that it's going through the motions of its last moments in life. No. Uh, And it doesn't, at, at the moment you enter the room, it doesn't appear to have noticed you. I don't think it's noticed us yet. These were likely its last moments, not happy ones. And he continues to, like, now he's bringing in, like, a ghostly chair. Uh, uh, sorry to disturb you. And I I think we need to just kind of, like, sneak or... Step yeah. away. Do we see any other door or or thing? Let's like leave this be. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't feel like this is harmful. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel worth it. My friends, it is imperative we reach the tower as soon as possible. But I cannot proceed any further. I am religiously bound to my patron deity of Rasma to help souls find peace. In the afterlife, this man's soul is broken. We must send him on his way. And if you wish to proceed any further, you must do it without my assistance. 
until his soul has found rest. Continue in the motions of this apparent suicide. We cannot let this stand. We have to free him, no matter the way he died. Okay. Hey, stop! (laughs) (laughs) Um, he looks up at you with sorrowful eyes, but kind of turns back to his what he's doing you can attempt to say something and make a diplomacy check if you wish uh, I'm, I'm racking a plus seven right. same here I have a plus nine uh, I was just I was just trying to figure out what exactly to say and then I realized the first thing I wanted to say and, and that was a threat and that's not diplomacy so <laughs> If we wanted to to intimidate, I got the 17. No, thanks. (laughs) Get the fuck to the boneyard right now. (laughs) I was talking to you. Please stop and talk to us. We just want to see how you're doing, talk to you, and uh, what's what's going on. Then I'll roll. Just trying to get him to pause movement. Uh, that is a 14 only. I rolled five. Yep. He steps up on the chair and puts the uh, noose around his neck. I'm about to go over there and hold him up myself. I've got, I'm a freaking plus six on my strength, but I can't hold in like a ghost. Yeah. Do we see a body in the room? Or like a, ske- like Make a skeletal remains? Check. Oh, see, that's how you play this game. Ask good questions. <laughs> 19. 38. Close, well, Matumbe. So close. <laughs> 13. You don't see a body. Hmm. At least not in here. I'll allow you one more diplomacy check. Um... Would a scent uh, <laughs> can't smell ghosts? Goddamn ghost! He was looking for the body, but oh, it came from somewhere. But there's yeah. undead bodies running around Can- here. Like I'm not mm. sh- shocked. Uh, would maybe you should say something, and we could try and aid. My other question is: Is it time to potentially like we tried the diplomacy? Do we want to try intimidating to stop the actions? So my thought, like coming from Freya's perspective, would be maybe trying to um, like ask it about like why it's doing this and like wasting its life, trying to get it to talk maybe about. Mm-hmm. This, this That's is... literally like I, that is what I did before. Yeah, but though. you got a 14. Okay. So may we all work together? What What kind of store is this? It's it's like an inn. Okay. That's the front counter. Do we want to, I don't know, play this like, hey, we're looking for a room? No, no. Like, no I think we ask like him a, about its story. Maybe we try again, but do AIDS? That's what I was, I was wondering. Like, am I able to do it again without like an issue? 
Yeah, you can keep trying to talk him down. Okay, yep. So I will say, seriously, what is going on? How can we help you? What? Why are you doing this? Um, and I'll roll another diplomacy. Freya's going to try to aid, saying, your life was sacred. Whatever caused you to do this, let us help you find peace. My friend, you cannot take back what happened in your past life, but you can atone and move forward. Yeah, I aid. Freya also aids. Don't let temporary emotions let you make a permanent decision. Even though I don't aid, but I like those words. 31. There you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah, with everybody hoping the ghost removes the noose, uh, steps down from the chair, and kind of stands at the at the counter as if he were addressing a customer. Thank you for trying to talk me down. I got into a bit of a loop there. You see, I feel it was my responsibility for what happened to this poor town. Oh my god. Was he the fruit vendor? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is a lot of weight on your shoulders. Why why would you think that? Well, I brokered a deal to allow Count Nesca to house her troops here. And they got a discount to stay at my inn. I never thought they would raise the town and kill everyone in it. Countless died so that I could profit. When did this atrocity occur? Much of the town still stands. (laughs) But some parts of it is dead. Well, it, it's not all destroyed. There's hope. <laughs> There's hope. Good God. I just, There's I'm just trying to establish the history. Um, I think he would be confused. Because, like, I don't know who Count Nesca is. That's kind of where I'm going. Yes. Yeah. I think he would be confused that you don't know. As if he's been, like, in this loop so long, he doesn't know he doesn't know what present day is. Perhaps if someone had knowledge history, they could know. You could, yes. Uh, you could roll a knowledge history or a knowledge nobility. Ooh. Same or different? Same. Uh, nobility would tell you about Count Nesca. Probably. All right. So uh, I aid history. My first history is going to be 26. Sure, that's enough to know that... Count Nesca uh, was one of the uh, generals in the war without rival. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and as the story goes, Feldgrau is a ghost town because Count Nesca, when um, when they were retreating with their troops uh, to send a message, killed, slaughtered everybody in town and destroyed some of the buildings and basically raised the town of all of its valuables. So this was, this was about... 10-ish years ago? That's War Without Rivals, right? This was actually only about two or three years oh, ago. Oh, okay. Wow. So the there was occupation after the war. Weird, but I, I get it. It makes sense. Um, then the nobility on Nesca. Oh, God. Shit. <laughs> Ooh, real bad. Uh, dirty 20. Yeah, with the dirty twenty, all you really know is that they were a general in okay. in the in the army, and um, and that this is one of the most uh, notable atrocities. We stand amidst the war crime. And I apologize; it was like ten years ago. Oh, okay. I don't know why I was thinking it was like recent. Um, I was going to say my timeline for Pablo's and Pels is way <laughs> off. <laughs> right. Um. The only other thing you would know is that um, in the towns that Count Nesca did this, um, they always buried people in like a mass grave. So you'd think like with your with your Ferasman knowledge, you'd think that that's probably why there's a lot of unquiet dead here to start with. You said in the towns that Count Nesca did this, so this was this was something he did regularly yes okay this was something i mean this was like think of i guess a united states allegory like the um like when when uh the salted earth campaign to to savannah georgia where Mm -hmm. like all the towns like all of their farms and everything were destroyed think of that but like they killed all the people too so as they were retreating back to barstoy they killed everybody in the towns that they stayed in. Okay. And this guy is upset because he basically invited the man to stay at his inn. Yeah, he fucked up. Uh, So Matumbe might relay some of that knowledge, but I'm I'm not sure what to say next. I mean, I doubt it's really your fault you were doing your job and who who would have known what could have happened or couldn't have happened you don't you can't read their minds you can't guarantee what would have or wouldn't have happened well none of that really matters because there's a new peril facing this town The necromancer Arin Vrood has been putting the townsfolk to rest only to raise their corpses as part of his army. Yeah. And seeing as how this was a while ago, we could probably assume that he's probably done... All of the people. 
raised all of the people? He's in the process uh, of it. Oh, okay. Like, Vrood has been here for weeks, not, like, years or oh, anything. Oh, okay. As far as you know. What can we do to help you and the members of this town? Or the previous members? Bring me the head of Arin Vrood. And bury the townsfolk properly. And we should be able to rest. Steve, you got way too happy about that second <laughs> In exchange, I can offer you all of the knowledge Rude possessed. If you can bring me his head, I can access his thoughts. Mitsume cracks his knuckles on his right hand, then his left hand, and rolls his shoulders back, and as he does, you can hear each vertebrae pop from the bottom to the top. And by the time he gets to his neck, he cracks it right, cracks it left. Bury an entire town, you say? Maybe I know someone up to the challenge. This is where Batube gets written out of the story. <laughs> so, um, just so you know, he's a professional grave digger. That's why he's acting like this. And I mean, six minutes flat, single grave. We haven't seen a mass grave yet, but... Mass graves aren't going to help much, Ekmer. But he would need to bury the whole town. In separate graves. I, I understand that, but there's a lot. There's a mass of them. Oh, okay. So, it makes sense. But also, you know, hold on a second. We're we're skipping over the whole part of bring uh bring Orm's head to you to see his visions. I I I don't quite understand. I have the power to project his thoughts. If I have his mortal remains. What knowledge could he offer? He's an evil necromancer corrupting this town. Stopping him is a purpose. We don't seek his knowledge. Oh, hang on. Wait a minute, Matumbe. If he's part of this Whispering Way group, and he's he seems to be pretty powerful and has people following him, Maybe he knows more about the rest of the group. When you project his knowledge, you don't bring his consciousness back, correct? Is that what I am hearing? Correct. You don't want his spirit interfering with us. No, that wouldn't be the case. Well, we're going to take his head anyway, so... Win-win, then. Hmm... I shall not bother you any further. Thank you for getting me out of this cycle and for hopefully your future help in putting me to rest. What is your name? My name is Ulchris. Okay. I'm a named character. I thought so, we just didn't get there. <laughs> Frey wants to do a quick sense motive on what he's saying that he doesn't get 
that he does truly want to be put to rest, and that's what he's getting out of this. Sure. I can try to aid that. I will roll my own. Yeah, I aid. Uh, so that's a 21. Okay. Dope. Twenty-two. You both sense that he's telling the truth that he wants to be put to rest, but him knowing what's going on in the town, uh, you, you're sen- sensing a tinge of uh, wanting vengeance for that. So it's like it's a little more selfish than just being put to rest. You think you might be able to put him to rest in some other way, but he's like vengeance seeking at this point. But that would still put him yes, to rest. It would. Yeah. Okay. It would. That's, yeah. That's he fine. just wants yeah. to see the head, it seems like. Like wants to see the end result. Yeah. That's fair. I, I'm I'm on board. So go ahead and he, he kind of dissipates after this. Go ahead and make me perception checks. Cool. Stop using those. Oh, yeah. 16. 8. 31. I rolled a natural 20. 38. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Rude. Oh, wait, wait, I, I mean, I, I rolled very, very well, but um, the expanded in, uh, inspiration covering perception is fucking baller. Yeah. And, and this level, it keying off of my intelligence is icing on the cake. So, Frey, you find uh, several loose floorboards behind the desk uh, about where Olchris was standing. Prying them apart, you find a strong box. It's not locked. Uh, It contains a lens of detection and 1,800 gold. Hmm. Mm. So they didn't raise the entire city actually very well at all seeing as how both of the buildings that we were in we found gold in yeah when you're uh when you're hiding shit under floorboards i think they just took the took the valuable stuff that was that was visible visible and and went Mm. killing along the way so this lens of detection can that help us like move through the town yeah give me a second i forget what that is I got it up. Can right we now, take a actually. Uh, Circular prisms let the wearer detect minute details, gaining a plus five competence bonus on perception checks. It also aids in tracking, adding a plus five competence bonus on survival checks when tracking. Shit. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, not particularly expensive either. Thirty five hundred for plus five on perception. That's pretty good. Yeah, but I believe that you have to hold it. Um, I think it's like a slotless item that you have to hold. Eye slot. So oh, it's, it's eye like slot. Glasses, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh. Matumbe, with that 38, there is a building adjacent to this one. And they share a wall. You hear muffled conversation. Oh. Okay. Um any idea what they're saying or maybe what language it is just muffled voices can't tell it sounds like it's common okay um you hear a couple of words um sounds like they're planning something uh sounds like 
there you hear a couple of times like pinned down being said like we're pinned down um it sounds gruff like that okay. from what you can hear he'll hold up a finger to the rest of his party you see this wall here this wall is shared with another building I believe someone is in this building, and no ghost. Though I would have no way of knowing that, I don't believe this. It's a ghost. Another ghost talking. <laughs> um. So far, we we have been lucky, but I think we may find our devil wolf friends over there. I keep hearing the words "pinned down," and we are firmly in undead territory. Could be some stranded wolves. So I think it's time that we set set course for the next room. Or the next uh, building, basically. Sure. So are you guys doing your strategy of waiting for a patrol to move? It is really only like you got to just wrap around the side of this building. But you don't really know what's waiting for you at the entrance of the other building. Freya does have hide from undead greater, which lasts for 10 minutes per level, uh, which could help us. Where was this coming into the town swarming with the undead? <laughs> well, if the <laughs> them, it's like only so helpful. But yeah, I think it's time to use it. Only so helpful. It's 80 goddamn minutes. <laughs> I don't know how long we're going to be investigating the town, uh, but, but um, yeah, I think it's time. So also another thing that I have is, um, and I don't know if this is helpful even a little bit, but based on whatever we may or may not know about uh, anti-paladins, I don't know. Is resist energy ever going to be helpful? Are you asking me? No. I'm asking my group of uh, friends here that are playing with me. Okay. Yeah, I'm not your friend, so you just yeah. really can't ask me. I, I can't answer that question one way or the other. I legitimately just don't know. Okay, that's fine. Um, like, if it does uh, negative energy resistance. It doesn't. It just does the elements. Okay. Yeah, that's where I just, I had to bring it up, but I didn't think it would be a big thing. So, okay. Most most of my shit is either, um, is either in the moment or like a minute per level. I'm casting lead yeah. blades and that would be it. How long does that last? Minute per level. So 10 minutes. I mean, eight. eight minutes. Or sorry, eight minutes. I don't know why I thought you were level 10. And, and when I said minutes per level, most of, my, most of my minutes per level stuff is my uh, investigator stuff. So that's two minutes per level. Oh. So uh, fun. Uh. Yeah. So if, it, if we're just going to pop over next door, right, I would cast it right before we leave so that going in, I had, would have it. Sure. And Freya cast the hide from undead greater. So we got that on. Okay, so with Hide from Undead Greater, you proceed with a little less caution, I guess, <laughs> knowing that you can hide from most of the undead. And this was a good play. You see some creatures that look like giant ghouls, um, as well as some better equipped looking skeletons. Uh, and and they seem to actually be flooding towards the center of town. You hear the sounds of combat, and 
it sounds like the wolves have kind of broken through as well and are now fighting on the streets. You approach this building. It looks like a, an old mill. So you wrap around. And at the entrance, you do see one dead humanoid with a holy symbol of Giselda around his neck. Notice, this is the same insignia we saw in the Devil Wolves earlier. He could have been protecting those inside. They were speaking common earlier. It is time I think we found out what these Devil Wolves are about. So you approach the mill and the front doors are closed. Investigating them, you do see that like they're not locked, but it feels like there's resistance on the other side. Hmm. Uh, resistance, like maybe like a bar holding it closed or something. Doesn't feel like it's barred. You actually are able to like budget a little bit. It's it's like maybe somebody stacked something behind it. Okay. Um, any other ways inside this building? Because if something's stacked behind this door, opening the door, like forcing it open, is going to create uh, quite a bit of sound. Quite a bit of sound, yes. Um, there are several windows. They're kind of high up, though. Okay. Glass windows, I'm assuming? Yep. Yep. So Same sound. If yep. you were to break them open. <laughs> so. Hmm. Uh, when you got a silence. No, didn't prepare that one. Yeah, I actually think I do have that, but not prepared, so... Hmm. Then based, based on the difficulty of getting in to a window, might be easy to try to burst the door in, but that... Because we don't actually know what's behind it, it kind of leads to... Is it like a... Is it a trap? I could detect some magic, see if it's a magical trap. Sure. Um, uh, so I do. Yep, you don't detect magic. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. 36. Yeah, with the 36, it doesn't appear to be trapped. It just seems like there's junk piled up to keep the doors closed. Some teammates going to turn to Ikmer. Stealth will afford us nothing in this situation. I believe the tactics we should take is more of a breaching clear. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this the group that tries to stealth? <laughs> I don't think stealth mm. affords you any benefit in any situation with this party. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> You're going to make just as much noise walking through the door. Should we go in with much haste and speed? Do we want to do haste? Yes. Like, that's what I was saying, like, right now, because it's only eight rounds, so that's why I ask. Oh, um, legitimately, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know what this building setup is like. I don't know if it's got a you basement. You can scout it out. I mean, yeah, now that we do have... An ability from Desna. Oh, fuck, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I mean, that we allows are also... her to turn ethereal once per day. This feels like, I guess, the time to do it, then. I mean, but we are hidden from undead. Like, hide from undead. So we could, like, 
It won't be perfect, but it's at least better than... Right, but what Eclipse can do is literally turn into... Oh, and walk right in? Like, literally walk right through the wall and see what's in there. Yeah, no, I'll do that. Okay. I will do that. I will walk through the wall and see what happens. So you walk through the wall. You see two werewolves in hybrid form. Um, Where? On the... You can just place them in the front room here. The building, um, it consists of two interconnected barn-like rooms with high wooden ceilings, and you see a huge millstone that's occupying the center of one of the rooms. The remains of a brace of oxen lie next to it, so it looks like the oxen Mm -hmm. that used to grind this mill died because they were left chained here. You also see a trapdoor that leads up from a mound of flour. It's like there's there's like flour stacked up against it, um, but it 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 is like a ladder that leads up. Okay. Um. So that's all I see in this entire like bottom floor, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. So I will come back out. Um. Because I don't. I mean, I could. I don't know if I have the time to go up. You uh, yeah. You I thought. would. Okay, mm-hmm. so I guess I'll go up and see. You don't even have to climb. You can move in any direction when you're ethereal. So gotcha. you can literally fly just yeah. at half speed. Gotcha. This is just still very new to me. All right, so I'll go up and look. I'll stick my head through the floor and see. You go up and look, and you see a tiefling kind of scratching diagrams into the wooden ta- the rotted wooded table that's up there looks like they didn't have like paper and pen pen or quills up there to to write anything down but he's trying to diagram mm-hmm. out the the surrounding town uh, and you see a woman there in full plate and she has this cruel looking bastard sword with her and finally at the back of the room you see chained to the wall and kind of resigned to himself Duriston oh um, okay so I'm gonna go back down and out is there any other way to get in like because we have the spider climb uh, wand so is there like a trap door on the ceiling or something chimney i don't know anything yeah i can look around upstairs that would certainly make the windows easier is there anything there's windows that lead to the second floor but um there's not like yeah there's not like a a chimney that you think you could nothing thin enough that you think you could shimmy shimmy down but we could spider climb all the way up break through the window and go in right you could Yeah, I mean, that feels like a good plan. You'd have to go one by one through the window. Well, yeah, but... Uh, in in my mind, it's one by one through the window or one by one up the ladder. Yes. Like, That's either, fair. One, one way we're going through two werewolves, one way we're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you... Um, when you were up there, they appeared right over here. Okay. So, by the windows, but the ladder is right... Is, is it looks the, like there's two windows that are out the other front, other front like by the right. front door. Yep, yep. So the the only thing I'm up. saying is like 
yes, you could break through the windows, but they appear occupied over there. Duriston is over on this back wall. Uh Um, You think any window that you break in, they're likely to see you as you're trying to Uh, We're not worried about that at all. There are four windows, though. With all... If we all had spider climb and did it at the same time, mm. yeah. All right, strike team Delta. Everybody yeah. Okay. Climb. Oof. Okay. We got to so, we got to set up some minis then. Yeah. So Eclipse would come down and she would give the laydown. Right. Like, all right. There's two of them by the two windows there on the side uh, wall. Duriston is in the back. We're gonna have to climb up and and go around. Otherwise, we're gonna have to face two werewolves down at the bottom. But they're small beans compared to what we see up front, up at the top. So there's four windows, and we're going to have to go uh, pick, each pick one. I would assume that probably Ikmer and Eclipse would want to come up the ones closest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then Freya and Matumbe and the other two. Definitely before we use the wand, though, Ikmer is going to shake himself off and shiver almost and become a hybrid form. Nice. Thought you were always in it, but okay. (laughs) Alright. As we're casting Spider Climb on everyone, Freya also touches Matumbe casting Bull Strength on him. Damn girl, thank you. Plus four enhancement bonus to strength uh, for eight minutes. Mm. Alright. Any other buffs you guys wanted to get off before we? I am um, none. All all my other ones are round or, uh, ooh, I have one that's one minute, but I still I don't know if that ha- if I'd have enough time. Ten rounds. I mean, it'll take you take you at your speed at least two rounds to climb, and then break a window. So three rounds. That's worth it to me. So at the at, on the ground right before I climb up, I will uh use uh, my standard action to uh, make my weapon Bane Shape Changer. I will also chug two extracts, um, the first of them being Expeditious Retreat, and I would usually do an alar- in an enlarged person. But you we can get through that window. We can't get through, I, there's no fucking way I'm getting through the window. Mm-hmm. So um, I will take part of that and uh, do a little long arm. Okay, I like that. Those Ooh. gangly Ooh. limbs for the extra reach. Also, if you can um i would definitely give you the the dagger before climbing up freya also casts one more spell on herself she wards herself against death so she's going to get a morale bonus on saves against death spells and uh is immune to energy drain and any uh negative energy effect nice so you climb the side of this mill bypassing the first floor um, and each of you take a separate window so go ahead and place yourselves at the windows I uh, see so you have and at this point Saw sees Ikmer at, you're all visible so everybody is seen the windows are not broken roll for initiative Is it dark? No. Fuck. I took my time breaking the window. (laughs) Oh, you haven't broken that window yet. You'll have to do that next round. Oh, boy. 
So, let's start with the man of the hour, Ekmer. What you got? Um, well, I'm being very delicate with this window, uh, with four. Oh, four. That's really bad. Rising to the occasion, for sure. Okay. How about Matumbe? Fifteen. How about Eclipse? Just go ahead and throw me right under Ick there. Ooh. Oh, I need to know. Just three. Okay. Fred. Oof. Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> Not our best work, gang. Not our best work. Really, yeah. really piss poor. I thought um, we were supposed to be ready. Yeah, like can't believe Strike Team Delta could have failed <laughs> like this. <laughs> Wow, Frey at the top with a fucking 18. At the top of you guys, at least. Uh, we're, we're strike team Zeta, I would say. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, that, that's that's a track that just ends, so I'm going to put something else on, because I am i don't want to do this every... I thought strike team seconds. Zeta was pretty funny. It was funny, all right? Is that what you wanted to hear? <laughs> I want to leave that in. <laughs> throw it after credits. <laughs> At the top of the order is this tiefling who sees this this guy look like, Steve? So, Griff... He's about six foot three, and he's got a slender figure, but he's real cut. Um, he's got green eyes with pretty high cheekbones, and um, he's wearing—he's actually wearing some pretty heavy black armor. Um, but his arms and shoulders are bare, and um, they're unmarked, though. No scars, no tattoos, no nothing. He's—he's—he's he's, he's clean. Um, he's got these little devil horns on top of his head, probably about two inches a piece, and his skin is kind of this pinkish red as he sees um, the f- maybe, you know, he's carving something into the table, right? Mm-hmm. As he does that, it gets dark in the room because there's only four windows. <laughs> and, we also, and all these clowns just like eclipse all the light. Um, and he looks up, and the window closest to him is Ikmer. And he sees this... You're in hybrid form, correct? Mm-hmm. He sees this wolf's head come up, but this resplendent armor. And um, he's going to say, All right, all right, all right. On the eve of our victory, you dare to show your face here. Prince of Fools. And he's going to start to morph. And he changes. And he begins to grow into this large striped tiger. The armor growing with him. He's he's holding a shield in one hand. This giant shield is adorned with the visage of a wolf skull. But the wolf skull that's painted on there has these big, sharp devil horns on there. Um, he's wielding a long sword, and as he grows, that long sword grows with him. But this creepy, rust-colored miasma of energy 
flares up the blade and the blade is a long sword sharp on one side but it's got saw teeth down the back of the other side and as he changes his voice changes too I hope you came here ready to die and for Saw's turn he spends his move action Sawyer for Sawyer's turn he spends his move action changing to hybrid form. And he will ready an action for Ikmer to break through the door or break through the window. Next in the order is Anya Severine. Woo! Oh, she changed her last name? Mm hmm. <laughs> so they're married. Well, oh, I knew that. <laughs> Oh shit, babe, they found us. Well, you always wanted to go one versus one on that wolf. We've been hearing about him a lot lately. I'll handle the others. And she changes as well. And her heavy armor morphs with her wolf form. As she becomes a werewolf herself. Can Sawyer take a free action? Sure. He's going to he's going to nod at his at his mate and look over his shoulder towards the man chained up in the back of the room. Durston. Where once you were a man hunting wolves. Today you are a wolf. Hunting men, protect your clan mother. Mm, you all are kind of dicks. Uh, and he looks through the window and he sees, he sees his friends and he was like, I, I knew they'd come for me. I knew it. They knew it. <laughs> Everyone here knew it. And you're a fool for thinking you could take Durist and Silvio Arcier hostage. And he rattles against his chains to no avail. <laughs> Freya, at the top of the at the top of the party order, it's you on a back window, spider climbing your heart out. <laughs> you see these two shape changers become both tiger and wolf. And just out of the corner of your eye, you could see Duriston, uh kind of muffled from the back of the room, but you hear him call you his friend. <laughs> Maybe he's right. Uh. I know it. I know he's right. You know he's right. Everybody knows he's right. Uh, what do you do? Freya is happy that Duriston is still alive, but her main focus is on uh, the werewolf and the were-tiger. I have a question. Uh, so with Spider Climb, is Freya able to cast a spell right now without breaking the window to affect Saw and Anya? As long as it's a line of sight spell. I believe so. Uh, she wants to Holy Smite, uh, which is a pretty long range. So it's yep. not like a ray or something. You can see him. All right, so at this time, when there's no other party members around that could potentially be harmed by the spell and they're both within the range, instead of breaking the window, 
Freya calls down holy power to smite these two enemies. So I'm going to need a will save from both of them. Oh, holy smite's a good one. And is Saw an evil outsider? Technically, yes. <laughs> More damage. All right. Oh, boy. The Wonder Twins did not power up. Uh-oh. Uh, Saw's got a 13, and Anya has a 10. Neither pass. Will so. is not. Come on, Steve. Your, your will is a fucking garbage in here. What are you talking about? It's like a plus 10. <laughs> it's plus 8. All right. Much worse than a plus 10. It's plus 7, like eclipses. So just off the bat, they're both blinded for a round. Oof. Fuck yeah. yes. Holy smites, no joke. All right. And uh, so I'm going to do Anya first. Um, so I'm I just evil creature. You have got to be kidding me. I rolled four D8s and I got five damage. <laughs> Oof. Okay, so Anya takes five points of damage. All right, and then Saw, being an evil outsider, takes a little bit more. All right, and Saw takes 26 points of damage. Ooh. Neat. Damn. Good first round. Uh, You doing anything else? No, she's happy where she's at. She's happy right now. through a thin sheet of glass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, nicely protected. Well, well played. Um, okay, next in the order is Matumbe. Matumbe is going to break the glass. Use those long arms. All right, I'm getting there. Uh, breaking the glass is a standard action. Um, and move through as part of his move. Uh, I didn't hear you uh, roll to attack the glass. 25. That, that hits the glass. Uh, I need some damage here. Oh, it was actually uh, 27. I was smiting glass. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Nice. Uh, do you actually want the damage? I mean, do you... All right, uh, 12 damage. Okay, yes. It was uh, minimum, actually. Um, and then, because you need to have a free hand to spider climb, he's going to re-equip his shield when he gets inside. And that's his whole turn. Okay. Ikmer. Alright. Ikmer will do a similar action. Uh, attack the glass. Don't roll a one. Yeah, I think you do it twice. Don't, don't roll a one. Hey! Uh, indeed did not. Okay. Uh, I know your minimum damage breaks it, so. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so then I pop inside. Uh, take out my sword. As a free action. Gonna need a beer for this one. Of course you do. And then I'm actually going to activate my uh, quick runner shirt. And then uh, move up to... Oh, move right up to saw. Whoa. Whoa. 
it's a fight you want, it's a fight you got. And I just know that I don't want to fight you here, but if I have to, I'm not afraid to take you down. All right, Eclipse at the bottom of the order. I will uh, attack the window. Okay. And I didn't roll one. Okay, cool. Uh, you break through. Yeah, does 21 points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you were honest about it and rolled your damage. Anyways. <laughs> no, that was my minimum. <laughs> Anyways, I am in the room. Uh, I am going to also... I'm just going to go ahead and get right up next to uh, Anya. Uh, yeah. And I'm all ready. And I can't do any standard actions, can't do any spells, so. Yep. Um, saw hearing Ikmer in front of him is going to enter his rage, of course. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep power attack on. I'm going to give him a 50-50 shot. He knows you're on that side of him to attack the correct square with his first attack. You think scent helps? Oh, shit. Sure does. Sure does. Uh, So he knows what square you're in. Yeah. um, And he's going to full attack at you with uh, 50% mischance, basically. So So first, this longsword slashes out at you. Okay. That is a... That is a 33. No. Yep. And then he's going to swing again. (laughs) But uh, because you missed by less than five, that'll be a plus one because of the deflecting armor. To my next attack. And then the next attack misses. He's going to bite and gore at you. uh, And we'll just see if he can roll a natural 20 here. Uh, He does not, so neither of those hit. uh, But he full round attacks at you. And now it's Anya's turn. Anya also has scent. So she's going to full attack at the square eclipses in, um, knowing that there's a 50% mischance. So let's see. Overall, much higher chance to be hit. <laughs> okay, that's a 29 to hit. Yeah, that's. Okay, let's see. I don't have a 34 AC. <laughs> what? 35. 35? Unbelievable. That's a 37, so that doesn't hit you. And then the next swing. Okay, that's a 22. No. All right. So the next swing misses. um, And they're both no longer blind. Well, they're both no longer blind after Freya. Go ahead. All right. uh, Freya takes her war hammer and she is going to try to break the glass. She might have a little bit more trouble though. <laughs> than everyone else? Yes. Oh. Everyone else used like minimum <laughs> 20 damage. One. 
I did not roll a one. Okay, so you can hit it. Let's see how much damage you can do. Ooh, really? Put Decent your, roll. Decent put roll here. into this. Oh, woo! Max damage. Uh, so that <laughs> is 11 points of damage. Great job. Great job. 11 points of damage does break through the window. Showed that window who's boss. Uh, and so she's just going to step right inside of the window. Um, and then she will... I always get the move or the drawing actions a little bit uh, mixed up. Can she drop her hammer and draw her bow? Yes, drop is free and you can draw as part of a move action. All right, Uh, so that's what she's going to do. So now she has her longbow equipped. All right, next in the order is Matumbe. All right, uh, pretty pretty easy choice for Matsumbe. Um, he is basically right next to Freya and behind Eclipse um, between uh, this tiefling that we're really not sure what his name is yet and Ikmer uh, locked in combat um, is Anya. So he is going to take a five foot step up. This takes him 10 feet away from Anya, but he has these weird dangly Shaquille O'Neal limbs and he's able to strike out at a long distance. Oh man could have used those making those free throws mm. shots fired how does a mm, 24 feels like it's right on the edge do i throw an inspiration on there you know what i got a shit ton of them yeah i'm gonna throw a little skills Wait. on there can you do that before or after we've been you through just- this a, a billion times if if the gm does not confirm whether it hits or not that's when I decide whether to throw. So I know I got a 24, and that's when I decide. He's just got to be mm. quick about it, yeah. so I don't say anything. That's why I just Ooh. don't stop talking. I have the stream of consciousness. <laughs> I don't let Griffin interrupt me. Uh, that's uh... a... <laughs> Frankly, I don't give a damn. All right, the 24 goes up to a 26. Nice. That hits. Wonderful. Cool. Fuck, I didn't bane. Stupid. Stupid. What a waste. Uh, 12 points of damage. I should have bane. What a joke. Clown and ass Matume. That is a joke. That doesn't bypass uh, DR, right? Uh, unless it's cold iron. No, it is not cold iron <laughs> DR. God damn it. <laughs> I would have had it with the bane. I know Ikmer, you're toe-to-toe with this were-tiger. He seems to, like, rub his eyes and looks like he can see you now. What do you do? It seems as though today I'm going to be your Carol Baskin to... I'm going to be Carol Baskin to your Tiger King. That was so rough, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, very, very fourth wall breaking in episode 100. I, I forgot his real name. Oh, Joe Exotic? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you have a bite attack now as well. You might want to do the bite first to attempt the trip. Well, I guess that's a good point uh, and I definitely thought about it two seconds ago but completely <laughs> forgot about it now um, it, the attack itself does not specify trip 
along with it. It's a part of the natural werewolf template. So yes, you you have it. Okay, okay. I, I was just making sure. This will be easier in two parts. Uh, trip first. Well, I'm pretty positive a 12 does not hit. 12 does not hit. Was so that, you miss with the bite. Was that a trip attempt? No, it was just a, the bite gets a free trip attempt. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. The now plus one holy keen silver sheen longsword. Coming in. First attack at a 17 uh, on the die. Goes two? It goes to um, 34. 34 hits. And what's really great about that is that that's also in the crit range. So that's fantastic. Uh, the next attack is going to be a 25. That misses. Okay. Roll to confirm. I don't add the 2d6 to No, crit, they don't do get I? added to a crit. If I could get two crits in a row, <laughs> I would be... This was a 19 on the die. Yep, that'll confirm the critical. Roll percentile. Wow. What? Fortification armor. I don't like that. But Steve, you know how bad I am with percentile die? <laughs> it's not high. It really doesn't matter with me. Alright, HLP die. Motherfuck, it's a 24. That's not a critical. It's yeah, not a crit. Uh, Son of a bitch. It's still a hit, though. What's your damage? Alright. Um, wow. 22 adding up all of the... Uh, all of the die and then my modifier. Okay. But, uh, it is... It is holy and yep. uh, silver on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But, you know, barbarians still have just a tiny bit of just DR everything. They do that. But that's Ikmer's turn. Eclipse. Great. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, well, I still have my Bane on. I'm going to attack. Probably twice. Oh, probably or definitely twice? Definitely twice. Okay. <laughs> Decide after the fact. And uh, she's a shape changer, so, you know, I get a plus two to this. Mm-hmm. So 35 for the first one. Yep. Second attack is 28. Yep. Okay, so both will hit. Do I need to give them two separate? Yes. She has DR beyond what you're bypassing. Uh, 30 points of damage for the first one. And 36 points of damage for the second one. 
Okay. And as a swift action, I'm going to put up my barrier. Yeah, she's going to go ahead and full attack you for that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, she didn't like that. What a shot. <laughs> uh, but Saw is first, and Saw is going to full attack Ikmer. It does not have to be like this, Prince of Wolves. You come here interrupting my assault on the Whispering Way. You come here challenging my claim, putting down the half-breeds and the afflicted while your pure bloods push our faces into the dirt. You are nothing but the scum that you perpetuate. You represent all inequality for wolves, and for that, you will die. And with that saw, full attacks, Ikmer. Okay. It's a 38 to hit, and yeah. the other one will miss. Then his bite. By how much? Uh, it's a 25, so it'll miss by more than five. Yep, that's all I need to know. Uh, the bite is a critical threat. Oh. And a 20 to confirm, 20 on the die to confirm, confirms the critical bite. And then the gore. will miss by 10. So, let's get this damage going, baby. First swing. Is 19 points of damage. Then the bite critical, and you know, you make me very sad that I have to turn power attack off to <laughs> do this, but you're impossible to hit without it. Is this a silver weapon, though? This is not a silver weapon. The other one, the other one passed through. It's a plus three weapon, so it passes through your DR. The the longsword hitting you. Oh, oh, okay, that okay. That's what I was DR. wondering. Yes. Okay, okay. It doesn't bypass your um, armor master DR, however. Um, so. About the armor master thing, uh, it actually does not stack with any other. Uh, right, but because the other DR was bypassed, it does come into play. So, saw bypassed your DR 10. That's cool, but you still have DR 3 slash, which means even if it bypassed the silver DR, you still get DR 3 against the attack. I do think that's pretty cool. And then the bite. Oh boy, I'm gonna need a lot of dice here. Bite deals 32 points of damage. And that's Saw's turn. Anya grips her bastard sword in both hands and swings as hard as she can at the handle of your axe. Natural fucking 20. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Fuck. She is sundering your axe 
to break it. Twenty-five points of damage. Okay, so that's not pleasant at all for me. Um, my axe has a hardness of fourteen. My health is forty, which means I'm down to twenty-nine health. For the axe, yes. For the axe, and if I get below half, my axe is broken, mm-hmm. but not destroyed. Unless she decides. Fuck off. To keep <laughs> keep attacking it, right? So she's going to continue her round uh, and attempt to acrobatics away from you. Can I? Oh, well. I, she acrobatics is. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I mean, does a 23 beat your CMD? No. Okay. So you, Certainly not. So you get a, a swipe at her as she moves away, but you definitely don't stop her. Okay. So I will hit her. Try to. 31 to hit. That hits. Thirty-one points of damage too, and that should all go through except for that one weird dr that you said happens. Well, not all of it goes through. Not even close. She's an anti-paladin. Is that a good weapon? Oh, I see what you're saying. No, just Bane shapeshifter and Keen and plus one. <laughs> yep. So she moves back uh, diagonally. How far? Uh, she'll. I mean, she's acrobatics,ing so she can only go fifteen feet. Oh, so she was here five fifteen. Yeah. At this point, you see, uh, Duristan is like kind of convulsing in the chains, and he begins to shift into a wolf and breaks through the chains. That is his action. Freya, you're up. Uh, What kind of knowledge check would it be to understand the DR that Anya has, if that's possible? That would be a local. I don't have that. Were we all able to hear the talk at the beginning about protecting your pack mother? Yes. Can Eclipse have a quick free action? Sure. Uh, stay close. I want to make us all a little bit more hasty. There. So, uh, Divion. Who? Sorry. <laughs> what, your nemesis Sorry. from book Sorry. two? Um, Duristan, he, uh, this does not appear to be like a pleasant or wanted transformation on his end. I'm going to hold off on that and see how that shakes out. Uh, Freya fires three silver arrows at Anya. Okay. The large one is going to be at lower. Uh, so I have a 21 and also a 21. Neither hit. Darn it. 
And uh, with what Eclipse said, Freya stands still. Matumbe. Uh, delays his turn. To stand with them? Yep. Eclipse. Wouldn't or sorry, um, Ikmer. Delay. Okay, yeah, so I will cast haste. Um, so everyone is hasted, which will be nice. And so that was my standard action. Um, yeah, I think that's actually I all I will do right now is just cast haste. I say just, but it should be helpful. <laughs> yeah, it's just an extra attack. Oh, oh no big deal, yeah. A little bit to hit. Uh, <laughs> no big deal. So that was my turn. Now you can go back to Matumbe. <laughs> Matumbe. Okay. You're hasted. I am. So Matumbe um, is going to to use my long arms to attack at Anya. I've moved 10 feet, so I can't use my second attack. Just take one. 27 will probably do. 27 hits. All right. Maybe 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage. Anya is unconscious. Ikmer. We may be fighting against the same people, but you're looking to wipe out anyone that isn't like you. And then he's uh, going to turn on power attack. Oh, boy. And uh, full attack. Bite first. With the bite first. Oh, gross. Uh, six for uh, six for a total of fourteen. That's so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't. It's not gonna do against level one saw. Ugh. I think I think that's pretty close to true, actually. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, I guess there's three attacks now. Oh boy. Power attack on. Three attacks. Uh-oh. I'm going to have to roll uh, two separate times here. Normally, I like to roll all the dice at once, but it's just going to be confusing with uh, multiple shades of green. So, First attack definitely does not hit. Or, uh, well, let's, let's not assume things here. But a four on the die for a total of 19. It's not going to do, yeah. I don't think it'll do. But uh, the next one, on the other hand, with a 20 on the die for... Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll hold that aside. Next one. All right. Uh, Does a... 19. Oh, nope. Hit. Did yeah, the first time yeah. either. So roll to confirm that critical. Will do. And just roll a d20 with the percentile. Because there's a 25% chance you don't crit. 24% last time. Dumb. So close. I told, I told you I'm bad at these percentiles. <laughs> All right, come on, baby. This is so dumb. Uh, 12 on the percentile, so that's, that's so dumb. All right. Really dumb. 
It's a good investment. Yeah, it truly was. The dumbest I, thing. I put that on there. I was like, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to. This is going to work. It's because it's against Brooks. He can't roll percentiles <laughs> to save his life. All right, so just your damage on that one hit. All right, fine. So but you did power attack, so. Silver linings, right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we're going for a twenty-three, uh, twenty-seven total. All right. Saul looks bloodied, and it's his turn, and he's seeing red here through his rage but he looks over and sees Anya hit the ground can see the faint breathing she's still alive but only barely and for a moment here we fade and we hear let Tropical sun beating down on his sunburned skin and salt spray stinging his eyes, Saw Moon Isle shivers on the command deck of the backbreaker. One hand on the helm and the other behind him, nails digging into the soft flesh of his palm. It's been two weeks since his hasty departure from the Whispering Way, and rage courses through every fiber of Saw's body. Two weeks on the open ocean. And too many times this voyage, he has felt his skin start to crack or his claws threaten to rip out from the cuticles of his fingers. It had taken every bit of his self-control to hold himself, the only living member on board of his stolen ship, with one other notable exception, together. Unsettling as they were, and a painful reminder of the undead masters he had fled in Ustalov, his skeleton crew were proficient sailors, if not a bit creepy. Bring her within rowing distance of the shore and lay anchor. I'll take the skiff in, keep the ship in sailing condition, and wait for my return. He speaks aloud to no response. No bother, though. This magically animated crew couldn't go anywhere or do anything without his express orders. Saw heads below decks to retrieve his passenger. Time to get some answers. Time to get even. Shorebirds screaming above, Saw rows the landing skiff to shore easily pulling in his own, plus the limp, comatose weight of his passenger. Tears of remorse and anger mix with the salt spray on his cheeks. His passenger's mind has been broken, erased over and over and over again by Arn Vrood until nothing remained but a drooling husk of a woman meant to be a gift to Saul for a job well done. Fears and anger and an unshakable sense of guilt wash over Saul. This was his fault. He wasn't just a scared boy anymore, afraid of the pain of another transformation. He was a life ruiner. With nowhere to go, he's returning to the only place he can think of, the crescent-shaped island in the shackles, where he was given the call to head north and join the Whispering Way from an ancient woman he never quite understood. The same crescent-shaped island where he gave up his birth name for a new one, trying to forge his own purpose. Saw jumps out into the yellow surf, seafoam seeping into his boots. 
As he drags the skiff ashore, he can't believe his eyes. The elderly woman he met here years ago and who had delivered his prophecy stands at the tree line, beckoning him toward her. Slinging the ragdoll body of the woman he brought over his shoulder, he storms up the sand towards her. You! Pointing towards the elderly, sun-weathered woman. You owe me some fucking answers. I go north. I serve the dead. I get drugged into a fog, thoughts twisted, and body used for cheap labor by a fucking geezer for two years. All for what? To further fuck up the living world and all for nothing. You promised me salvation and I'm no fucking better off than when I left you. Rage begins to overtake him. One step closer, then two. He can almost feel her neck in his hands. He can almost taste her blood running down his chin. And then... My son, you have found her. And you have returned on the eve of the full moon as well. As the spirits have spoken to me, so has come to be. Good, good. Come, we have much work to do. Dumbfounded, Saul follows her into the palms to the clearing where he remembered her hut to be. The bones of his once fellow raiders left here all those years ago to bleach in the sun crunching under his boot tread. For hours, the woman says nothing, silently preparing for a ceremony in front of the eyes of her guests. Finally, as the sun falls and the full moon begins to rise into the night sky, she lights a fire and she begins to speak. You see, child, I must apologize for I sent you north under false pretenses. Lycanthropes, which is what I'm sure you realized you are, can never become undead and keep who they were. In fact, I'm not even sure that would have stopped your pain, would that they could. To do that, you needed to find her. She gestures to the glassy-eyed woman, propped next to Saw, who offers no response. She's the key to it all, for, you see, the two of you are a dyad, fates intertwined, destined to complete each other. You both are the spawn of an unholy alliance between the infernal Duke Oz and the mistress of the hungry moon, the demonic patron Giselda. Oz in your bloodline. Giselda in the girls. Shackles of pain bind your body, while shackles of unknowing bind her mind. United together, and with my intercession, we can help you unlock each other and throw off the restraints put upon you by your very existence. Saw sits transfixed. Somehow he knows this woman speaks the truth. Somehow, he knows what must be done. The elderly island woman begins to burn special incense and chant in a blend of languages, borrowing cadence and structure from the infernal tongues of hell, but using the words and language of the abyss. When she plunges the smilodon tooth dagger through his heart and pulls out the still-beating organ, Saul makes no move to stay her hand. 
Saw's soul leaves his body, but doesn't travel to the river of souls or to Phrasma's boneyard. Instead, he finds himself standing amidst infernal forges, heat blistering his body, the pounding of hammers on anvils ringing in his skull. Before him, the image appears of a pair of orange cat-like eyes in the burning, eternally twilight sky, taller than any building and brighter than any star. Sawyer Savarin, once having given up that birth name for your adopted one, no more. You reclaim your birthright today, son of my son, blood of my blood. Welcome to Ganaptal, my domain. We have much to discuss. Saul awakens to soft lips on his. And as his eyes open, he truly sees his mate for the first time. A fire burning in her eyes reflects his own, and a raw energy radiates off her, mirroring the pain he once carried through every day of his life, a pain he knows he no longer must endure. If he looked down, he'd see his old body absent all the scars, tattoos, and scrapes he'd collected over the years of being torn apart and pulled back together again. But even such, he can't take his eyes off her. For the first time, they truly see each other. Anya. Sawyer. And then we fade back to combat. This was a love story the entire time. It sure was. Aww. Wow. Haley, you were so kind to set this up. All right, I got to fix this gun. I didn't expect this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> sure, nope. sure. We all know. So it's it's Sawyer's turn, correct? Yep. Um, at this time, Sawyer is going to look... Ikmer in the eyes. The two of them have exchanged some pretty pretty brutal blows. He's going to look over to Matumbe who struck the the shot that took down Anya. He's going to open his arms wide. He's going to drop his short his sword and his shield. That's it then. We yield as the as the teeth begin to suck back up into his skull and as the orange and black fur begins to shrink back underneath his skin and once again standing in front of you is an unarmed teethling. And before we find out what the party does in part three, I'd like you to finish your drinks. Oh my God. (laughs) I definitely knew this one. (laughs) 